Talent wins games, but teamwork wins championships. Welcome to A Players, the podcast where we'll tell you how to target, hire, retain, and train top performers for your team. My hypothesis, at least, is that I'm a bad manager, so I need really good employees. On the other hand, my co-founder, Amit, likes to tell me that a good CEO knows how to throw anything he doesn't like on other people. And he, he thinks I'm a great CEO. So. <laughs> <laughs> I am Robin Choi, CEO at HireSuite, and we are sourcing automation software that helps 900 tech companies hire the best talent. Add me and follow me now on LinkedIn if you want to keep an eye on us. Okay, today we're having Yariv from FlightRex. So FlightRex does drone deliveries to deliver food and retail product to people straight to their homes. Really happy to have you today, Yariv. Can you tell us more about yourself and about FlightRex? Thank you, Robin. Happy to be on your podcast. As you've mentioned, FlightRex does drone deliveries straight to, straight to people's backyards. And it's just a better, cheaper, faster solution than using cars or bikes or bicycles or even walking. And we just aim to give a better experience to our customers. Using our drones, you can get your hamburger delivered within four or five minutes from when it's ready instead of half an hour. So you can get mm -hmm. your food a lot faster and a lot hotter. Okay, and what do you do? Do you do food deliveries from superstars or from restaurants? So we're doing a prepared food, a food from restaurants, because today if you're making an order with Grabab, Postmates, Just Eat, Volt, yeah. all those guys, usually you pay a few dollars or euros per delivery, but the restaurant pays 25 to 30% of the amount ordered. These are crazy numbers for restaurants. And with drones, we can give them a much better solution for a much lower price. And so I guess the competition in the industry is fierce. We hear a lot about Mason building their own drones. So it's very important for you to be able to build a great team. And this podcast is about A players and top mm -hmm. performers. So I'd be curious to know what's the top performer to you and how you built the team so far. Can you tell us more about the team? My hypothesis, at least, is that I'm a bad manager, so I need really good employees. <laughs> so on one hand, on the other hand, my co-founder, Amit, likes to tell me that a good CEO, he was a CEO of his company before that, so he tells me that a good CEO knows how to throw anything he doesn't like on other people, <laughs> and he, he thinks I'm a great CEO. So <laughs> <laughs> these are two things that give you a sense of how we, we do things at Flyrex. But uh, basically, it's, uh, I try to give my employees as much room as possible on one hand. But on the other hand, if it's a make or break, if it's something that can move the needle pretty strong at Flytrex, they're going to see me behind their shoulders peeking all the time and sometimes even taking control or command of what they're doing. Because if it, this is something that can make or break my startup, well, I'm there. And you told me that you're 31 people in the team, right? Correct. Most of them are in Israel. We now have a few employees in North Carolina working on our first pilot. Okay, so distributed team. And what's the time difference between Israel and North Carolina? Seven hours. Seven hours. And can you tell us more about how you built that team, how you hired those people? I guess you started in Israel because that's where you're from, right? 
So in Israel, uh, I have a very good network because everybody served in the military for three years. So it's another layer of mixture of people that you meet from other places besides high school and, and college or university. And if you've uh, worked in large corporations or in governmental organizations that also have soldiers in them, in the Ministry of Defense, those locations, then you have a very good network of technologically oriented people. So it helps a lot when you have a good network to hire the right people and also, you know, get to any contact that you need. Besides that, before Flytrex, I was also the co-founder and CEO of Space IL, as in Space Israel. And it's a not-for-profit that I opened with two friends that ended up crushing the first private spacecraft in the world on the moon. So when you're working on that for a few years, you, you tend to increase your network of people that you know and meet. So today I, I can reach almost anyone in Israel if I need to. With North Carolina, that's, that's a different story. That's actually what we see. There's a real pattern with companies hiring their first 10 to 20 to 25 employees through their network. So not mm -hmm. everybody has as strong a network as you, but that's a pattern that we see time and time again. And then once the startups hit 20 employees, 25 employees, then they have to find new sources of candidates. Mm -hmm. And that's probably also what happened when you launched in North Carolina and then you hired the first people, right? Correct. So in North Carolina, what we did, we started with people who were uh, contractors, part-time contractors, and it's called contract to hire. It's basically something that's being done in the States. You start with someone part-time as a consultant, and if you know both sides see that it's relevant, you can then offer him a full-time position. So that's what we did with two of our employees there. And what do the people in North Carolina do? One is in charge of operations, and the other guy is our chief pilot over there. We also brought another guy from Israel to support them, to help with the, on the technological side. That was uh, not easy to do during uh, COVID-19, but it, uh, it happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. When did you launch that team in Carolina? More than a year ago. We started with a single employee, and now we've gone to two local ones and one from Israel. And we should go that team uh, in the next few months to, uh, I'd say, somewhere between five and eight. And do people in both offices actually interact? Or they are completely separate teams? Separate oh, teams. Uh, they interact all the time. Our, uh, our chief pilot visited Israel last year as part of his training on the system. When they're doing tests over there, they need the support of the tech team here in Israel. So uh, we're, we're currently using emails and WhatsApp, but we're now considering to switch to Slack because the WhatsApp is, is too noisy. And how do you overcome the time zone difference? You sleep less. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, okay. you know, that's on one side. On the other side, it's uh, you wake up at 6, 7 a.m. I've got kids, small kids, so I wake up early. And there's lots of things to read from what the uh, U.S. team has been doing overnight, so over my mm. night and their day. So uh, it's actually pretty nice. Yeah, the whole team actually never stops working. They're working around the clock, but around the... Exactly. Now we need another team in China and we'll be working 24-7. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
And so, as you said before, you like to delegate, and that's probably also part of the job for a CEO to mm. delegate as much as possible. What are your tips on that? I mean, every CEO knows they need to delegate, especially in early stage companies that can be difficult because you want to keep your hands mm -hmm. on everything and you have trouble delegating. So what's your advice on that? To realize that you have to let go, that it won't be as good as what you'll do. I joke and I sometimes tell my co-founder, Amit, is that if we have an employee and you know we're a bit unsatisfied with the uh, how he handled a certain task, I keep telling myself that if he was as dedicated and as, you know, into it as Amit and myself, he wouldn't be an employee, he would be a co-founder somewhere. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying that the employees are not working like crazy here, but you have to understand that it's not going to be as good as you expect it to be. And yeah. quite frankly, at the beginning, I didn't just manage. I was also doing a lot of other stuff. I did a lot of the embedded programming in the early days of FlightRex, the electronics design. And sure, I, I had glitches and malfunctions as well. So you have to learn that it's part of the process. Okay. So just be ready to see people make mistakes as you would have done yourself. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you tend to expect more from others than you would from yourself. And then that's when the problem is. Exactly. Okay. And what kind of tasks did you delegate first? Because you said you worked a lot on the product, on the electronics, on the software, probably. But there's also all the other tasks that a CEO must do, like hiring, building the team, managing the investors, et cetera, et cetera. So which tasks did you delegate first? Between me and my co-founder, Amit, I'd say that you know, I'm in charge of the investors and the outfacing and Whatever I can delegate and give a meet in the uh, you know within the company, then that's uh, as long as you can handle it. Or we have another or other employees that we hired that can handle it. That's good. Having said that, it's we've got 31 employees. We don't have an internal CFO. We don't have HR function. We actually we don't even have a conference room. So <laughs> we really try to keep things very tight. So, for instance, so everything that's related to legal or, or finance, that's things that I handle uh, myself with, of course, external help, but we don't have uh, people who do that internally. So it's a kind of mixture between making sure that you won't get too bored during the day with all the <laughs> legal and finance on one hand, but on the other hand, just you know, keeping an eye on, on what you think is important. In the long run and today. And so you said that you don't have an HR person. So how does it work when you try to hire someone? So you need to open up a new position. What do you do? Do you do it yourself or how does it work? So we, we now delegate that to our uh, VPs. And basically, if let's say our VP R&D wants to hire someone, then he'll write the position description and... Even with 30 employees, usually what we do is we, we just, you know, send it through all of our uh, connections and networks and spam lists and Facebook, etc., and LinkedIn. And usually we, we get to who we, we need very fast. Okay, so you're just spreading the word and sharing that. And what are the Israel specific websites or specific job boards, maybe? What are the main sources that you use in Israel to spread those job postings? So at least for me, for FlightRex, currently it's uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, 
and a few uh, secret mailing lists for entrepreneurs or who were, uh, who used to work in the aerospace and defense industry. And besides that, after that, we go for job hunters who help us. If we can't find the position, then we'll use uh, uh, someone who will help us with that. And do you do that often? Job hunters only after we fail with reaching the right person uh, through our networks. Okay. So you start by spreading the word, LinkedIn, Facebook, these secret mailing lists. And then if you don't have enough people, I guess you resort to headhunters and agencies. And I assume, you tell me, because I'm not very familiar with the dynamics of the market in Israel, but I assume that's mostly on software engineers, right? That you're lacking the most so, um, people. Actually, we have a very good network when it comes to software engineers. We okay. used headhunters when we needed an electronics engineer, for instance, because there are a lot of software engineers, so the market is always, you know, there's always both supply and demand, plus drone deliveries. That's mm. a very cool product. So usually <laughs> people are like, oh, wow, that's a cool company. Then we, we get a lot of incoming requests. That's cool. That's what we're seeing also a lot in drone. So if you have a cool company, it helps a lot with PR. Yeah. With the PR and as well as the HR. Yeah. And so you get those people, you start interviewing those people, and then what happens? What does the process look like? So usually we let the VPs interview them and maybe Amit or myself will join. But once they tell us uh, that that person is good, then, you know, we're good to go. We want to keep moving fast, as fast as, as we can. And if that manager made a mistake, well, that's okay. We realize that we made a mistake and, and we'll fix it. Okay. And since you started the company, what are the biggest mistakes you made when it comes to hiring and how did you fix them? I guess it's the default answer, but the uh, hiring of people who you thought of them in a certain way and realize that they're not what you thought they are. And in the most extreme case, I think we fired someone after three weeks or so. That was the, the most extreme case. But usually we, we're on the other side. We, uh, uh, usually people don't leave us and we don't fire them. Okay, so mostly good decisions then. <laughs> Ah, lucky decisions, maybe. <laughs> How many VPs do you have today? Four. Four VPs, okay. And do they all have previous experience managing and building teams, or do some of them are first-time VPs? Most of them were CEOs of a company in the past, okay. so <laughs> it helps okay. a lot of startups, small startups. But uh... Okay. And what's the advice that you give to a VP joining your company? about hiring, if you give any? I don't give too much. I just, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to hear their thoughts because they'll be the ones working with that employee. So, you know. So everybody's building their own process and everybody can ask different set of uh, interview questions, right? For sure, yeah. I'm guessing that as we grow and have HR functions, things will change. But currently, it's more of a commando unit okay. than a large corporation. That's also what we see a lot in companies below 20, 30 people is that you need to start building your interview process. And then it's good if you have some kind of actual process and predetermined questions so you can run standardized interviews, mm -hmm. but everybody can build their own processes. And then in the end, at some point, you'll merge all those processes to one that fits the whole company. But you need not to overthink it in the early days of the company. That, yeah, that exactly. Exactly. 
And what are the softwares that you use? Do you use any software to track the applicants and to track the interview process? So we use Monday, monday.com. Yeah. Works pretty nice for us. This is a project management tool, right? Correct, but it's very versatile. You can do almost everything with that. It's really a company, right? Yes, they're pretty big now. Yeah, heard about them. They have a large office in New York as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you use Monday. What is that to track the interviews so you can leave comments on someone in the interview? or It's to track the process to make sure that we don't forget uh, someone in the middle of the process. And use anything else or is it just that? Mostly that. Besides that, it's just, you know, asking questions. We have a set of, uh, you know, homework that you are, that you can let the candidate work on, those kind of things. And so VPs hire the people for their teams and who hires the VPs? Do you? It's uh, myself together with Amit, of course. We won't hire a VP without both of us agreeing on him because we both have to work with him. So, uh... Okay. And it's way more difficult to hire part of the executive team, right? Yeah, for sure. Yes. And mistakes are much more expensive than individual contributors. What are your tips on that, if you have any? So if your network is big enough and you can either hire someone that you've worked with in the past and we've done that, then it's great. And if not, if you can get some opinions on that person through a third party that you know and trust, then that also helps a lot. And if not, then since you most likely you are doing that VP job, the amount of work is growing and you need a dedicated person to come in and do that work, then you should be able to gauge his performance because you partially did his work before as the CEO. Yeah. Okay. And so do you have an actual case study or technical interview questions or is it mostly feed questions? Again, each VP has like his own. In terms of talking with, of hiring VPs, I don't have anything in particular. I do try to dive in very deeply when I talk with someone who's a potential for that kind of position. If he tell me he worked on a project, I want to know exactly what he worked on. If he's a technical guy, well, I've got 20 years of experience in a lot of technical realms. So usually I'll have some understanding of the jargon and tools that he was using. So I would go down to the details to make sure that he's sharp and he remembers what he did and how he did it. And that usually gives me a good indication if that person is serious or just uh, bullshitting. If I don't have, then I'll, I'll even do some research on my own before meeting him to better understand what he did, what he worked on, what are the tools, really go down to the technical details to see that he knows what he's talking about. And what are your plans for the next few months, few years now? How do you expect flight rates will evolve? What are your plans for the team? We're at exciting times. We should be getting our certification from the Federal Aviation Administration of the United States to start uh, doing drone deliveries by the end of this year. And that's like a federal approval, which means that I can start anywhere I want in the U.S. It usually does certifications take a few years to get them. It took us almost three years to get that. So it's really, these are exciting times when we move from mostly doing technology to start doing operations with real customers in the US. So it's going to be, uh, <laughs> I'm Challenges. not going to get a lot of sleep uh, in the following months. <laughs> which is good, which you don't want. Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs>
And so I guess the center of gravity of the team will slowly be moving to the US mm-hmm. because I understand that's where your biggest market will be, right? Uh, correct. And how do you plan on building the team? So you already have some people in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get all the team there or do you want to have different cities? So we will probably start with North Carolina. It's a great base. We have a great partner, local partner there. And we'll probably grow from there. The U.S. is so big, and we're talking about drone delivery, so this is physical. You have to go, our model involves the shopping centers. So we have to start deploying systems, shopping center by shopping center. So it doesn't really matter where the person will be at, because he'll be flying a lot. Okay. <laughs> I expect that. Okay, cool. So it was really great having you today, Yarev. We are at the end of the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to add or any advice that we missed accepted from hiring from the network, not overthink the process? Then probably one that you didn't mention is hire VPs soon enough. Is there anything else you'd like to pass to our audience? No, I think we covered pretty much everything. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to deliver to your audience uh, a yeah. hamburger or sushi <laughs> in, the, uh, in the upcoming years. We'll be looking for it and we'll be keeping an eye out for you. Thanks a lot, Yarev. Have a great Thank day. Thank you, Robin. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to that podcast till the end. If you're still with us, it's probably that you enjoy the players. A Players is brought to you by myself and Hire Suite. We are building a sourcing automation software and we already help 900 tech companies hire the best talents. To know more about us, go to www.hiresuite.com or you can add me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty responsive and always happy to chat. The more subscribers, the best guests will host. You want to help? You can do a lot in less than 10 seconds. Please subscribe to that podcast, leave us a nice rating or review and share the podcast around you. That really, really helps. Thanks a lot and talk to you soon.